Hey there, and welcome to Empower, Uplift, and Transform podcast. I'm your host, Misty Lucas, and I'm a coach who's passionate about working with women who are chronically stressed, continuously feeling unseen, and are playing small in their lives. My intention, my goal is to help women move from just living to thriving in their lives. This podcast is an opportunity to invite you into my world to share my experiences, all the while interviewing some pretty inspiring women. My experiences with a health crisis back in 2011 brought me to a place where I was able to completely shift my perception about how I thought life was meant to be. And it created opportunities for me to see how I was not showing up in the world and sharing my own gifts. I can't wait for you to dive in, listen, and hopefully find a nugget to inspire you to start your own unraveling and change your life to create a life that you deserve and one that you can't wait to start living. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you today and I am recording this on Thanksgiving weekend. So I hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving and just really took some time for you and your family. So today I am flying solo and really excited to talk about the relationship that we have with ourselves. It's so interesting to me and took me so long to understand the importance of this relationship. So before I dive in, I just wanted to check in and remind the listeners that I am hosting a restorative deep dive yoga training starting Friday, October 14th. I have one spot left and if anybody feels the call to dive really deep into understanding the power of rest, then this in-person training may be for you. So be sure to check out all the details. The link is in the show notes and I would love, love to have you join me. Okay, so let's dive in and talk about our relationship with ourselves. So if you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you are at home just listening to this podcast or on a walk, just take a nice deep cleansing breath and just soften your gaze and tune inward and take a moment to notice how you would describe your relationship with yourself. And I know this might seem like a silly question, so you might not really even know how to answer it, and that's totally okay. But if we want to think about how we treat ourselves and how we show up for ourselves, it can truly be a reflection on to how our relationship is with other people in our lives. Like life is really a mirror. So when we are engaged, interacting, or really receiving feedback from how other people treat us, it can really be a sign, can really be information for us to understand how we're showing up and in relationship with self. So Robert Holden says a quote that the relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. And it's so important that we really pause and notice what is the relationship we have with ourselves. And so 
sometimes I love to do a little exploration with clients or with people who are engaging with me in a workshop to take a moment to just notice and to feel in to this idea of what would it like to be in a relationship with someone that you didn't love or somebody that you found deeply flawed, not good enough or thought of as worthless. And now imagine what it would be like to be in a relationship for the rest of your life with this person. How would that feel? Where do you feel that in your body? How would that relationship impact your thoughts, your behavior, truly impacting every single day? And so I invite you in this moment, as I asked you those questions, what arose? What really came through for you? What feedback? So maybe it was feedback in the body. Maybe it was feedback I've heard from people like their stomachs felt like really full of anxiety, their heart raced, they felt tense. Maybe the thoughts were, get me out of here. Like notice what came in for you when I was asking those questions. Because the reality is sometimes people feel this way about themselves. They have a constant dialogue that they're not good enough. They have this idea that they're flawed or that they need to be fixed. And so that's really giving you insight into that relationship you have with you. It's noticing. How do you talk to yourself? What does that dialogue sound like? What does that inner critic sound like when you slow it down and actually listen? The reality is, is we have like, I think it's 3,000 thoughts an hour. So it turns into me like 60 thoughts a minute. It's like we have our thoughts are consistently racing and racing. And so a lot of these thoughts, I think it's 90% neuroscientists say 90% of these thoughts are on repeat. And so when we have these repetitive thoughts, they're slipping by without us even noticing it. And so really as a coach, I invite people to slow it down, to slow it down and to notice to notice what those thoughts are, to notice what you're saying to yourself. So maybe you're feeling into a challenging experience, right? Maybe something didn't go quite the way you had hoped, whether it's at work, in your business, in a relationship. Notice what are those thoughts that are coming in. Are you blaming yourself? Are you criticizing yourself? How are you talking to yourself and are you able to slow it down and pull back and actually realize how you're treating yourself in that moment. So one of the little experiments that I think is interesting to do is when you catch the thought and you notice the thought, speak it out loud. Speak it out loud because your voice has such resonance, right? Notice where you feel in your body when you say it out loud. And then ask yourself, would you actually say that to your child, to somebody that you love, 
to a very close friend. And if you wouldn't, take pause and notice. Why are you saying that to yourself? Why are you treating yourself with such disrespect and unkindness that you would never do to somebody that you cared about? It's taking that moment and noticing and then redirecting and shifting. So maybe it's coming into some journaling, releasing all of these thoughts. Like maybe it's just free writing, getting them out of your mind, getting them out of your body. Or maybe it's challenging the thought and seeing what amazing thing that you have done. Seeing the growth, like pausing, slowing it all down. Our minds, our ego does not like it when we slow it down because then we're able to challenge these thoughts that are sort of running on our subconscious, running on repeat, losing that. It's losing the ability to control us when we slow it down and actually start to question it. So inviting you to play with that and to really notice. Because the reality is from a very, very young age, we're programmed to try to fit in. You may find that you're conforming in order to please other people because we want to be loved. We want to be liked. We want to to be a part of something. And so we may suppress who we truly are because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be rejected. We want to be accepted, right? And so then as children, we build this inner critic, this inner voice in order for us to fit in. So we're judging ourselves right off the bat because we want to make sure that we are loved because we are seeking love. I had a coach tell me once, one of my coaches said that all behaviors can be brought down to to two things. It's a call for love or an answer to love. And when we think of it in that way, somebody might be calling for love And it might not be in the most appropriate way, right? They might not be doing things that are kind. They might not be doing things that are what we think are appropriate. But really, if we boil it all the way down, it really could be showing up as simply a call for love. So we want to be able to understand that we're building this inner critic about ourselves because we're really wanting to fit in and to be loved. So you may be suppressing yourself, editing yourself so that you can be accepted. And yet it's so important to build a loving relationship with yourself exactly as you are because you don't need fixing, right? You are perfectly imperfect and it's reminding yourself of this. And this might mean you have people in your life that don't agree or see your beauty and fullness exactly as you are. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we cut everybody out of our life. But if we can love ourselves, if we can show up with respect and confidence and love exactly who we are, that will reflect, right? That'll be our mirror into the world and others will be able to see us that way, to accept us that way. Doesn't mean we have to agree. Doesn't mean that they have to agree with everything and how we show up. But as long as we have that deep-seated love and acceptance within ourselves, that's okay. We don't need everybody else to accept us. That's where we 
have to remember without a healthy relationship for ourselves, with ourselves, it's impossible to build healthy relationships with other people. And so we want to realize that the relationship with ourself is crucial to our own well-being. It's crucial to be the base, the support of how we can create healthy and happy relationships with others. So allowing ourselves to be kind to ourselves is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and for those people in our lives. Another question that I have, and it's something for you to think about, is self-care. And I get it. That is tossed around into the world really commonly. Self-care, get self-care. Self-care is not selfish, and it isn't. But it's like, notice, how do you bring self-care in every day? This is another sign of how you treat yourself. And the thing is, is remembering self-care will look different for each individual. We are radically unique human beings. So my self-care may look very different to your self-care, and that's okay. I'm not here to tell you what your self-care needs to look like, but it's important for you to tune in and notice what helps you feel like you're nourishing yourself. What gives you an opportunity to rest and reflect? What brings you joy? What uplifts your spirit, right? Noticing these things and allowing yourself to implement them every single day. So for some, it might be getting to the gym and sweating it out. Others might be doing a slow and mindful yoga practice. Some might be out in nature. Others might be going for a run. Others could be spending real quality time without devices with family and loved ones. So what is it that nourishes you? What is your self-care? And the reality is that self-care can sometimes be talked about in our society as, oh, I'm going for a spa day. or right. And that I'm not saying is not self-care, but doing that only once every three to four months We need to have self-care every single day. And I challenge you, I invite you to think about doing self-care 15 to 30 minutes every day. Something that energizes you, right? What can that be? So just even for the next seven days, right? Take 15 to 30 minutes every single day and do a little self-care. And I would invite you to even journal, how are you feeling? And each day at the end of the seven days, notice has something shifted. Now, I understand it takes longer than seven days to build a habit, but if you can even just see the insight and the power of taking care of you and how you show up differently each day, that could inspire you to continue and to focus on bringing in that self-care, right? It really, really can make a difference. And so when we are practicing self-care, however that is, and taking time for ourselves, it gives us the opportunity to get reacquainted with someone that maybe we haven't seen in a while, right? To really create that space to unwind, to disconnect, and to reconnect to our heart, to our soul, and noticing what it is that we need in this moment need to feel nourished, to feel held, supported, and loved. And we can create that ourselves. We don't need to look externally to find this. 
We can find it within ourselves when we slow it down, when we challenge the inner critic, and when we take time to care for ourselves. And I get it. It can be really difficult to quiet the noise in our head. It can be really difficult to quiet the inner critic. For me, I have named my inner critic, right? I name it. I acknowledge it. That inner critic is a gift. And the gift is it's trying to tell you something. And when we can listen without judgment, and we can listen with compassion and with love, then we're able to see that it is in some way trying to support us. And I know that sounds a little kooky and might feel a little uncomfortable, but if you name it, you can thank it, right? And you get to choose whether you listen to it, right? The power of choice lies within you. So by slowing that noise down, by creating systems, by finding tools that allow you to come into this place of noticing this voice, Right? having the power of choice on how you respond to this voice. It can create a life full of abundance. Right, It can create the space for you to show up with a full heart because you're loving yourself without judgment. And it can really allow you to understand just how beautiful and valuable you are, just how much you have to offer this world. Right, It helps you reconnect to that deep-seated part of your soul that might have been lost by always trying to please others to fit in. And I think if you remember Mahara, she when she was on our podcast, I think she's episode number two, episode number one or two, and Mahara shared with us that every time we pretend to be something else, we get a little further away from our true self. And this is like, we all do it. So there isn't any judgment. And I'm inviting you in this moment to come back to that relationship with self. To tune in and listen to how you talk to yourself. To really allow yourself that care and love and compassion and nourishment so that you can start to show up with that beautiful bright light that lies within you. This is an opportunity for you to get to know that person that you love to take time to listen, understand, and accept yourself because you are so beyond worthy, so beyond all of the criticism you hold within yourself. And by allowing yourself just to be exactly as you are and loving yourself exactly as you are, you create your space for you to show up in the world and to shine that light and be a beacon for those who are still working through the process. I hope this gave you a little insight into the importance of having that relationship with yourself to really be this powerful person that you are. And I would love, love to hear from you. How did this, I would love to hear how the seven days of self-care go and were you able to do it every single day and did you notice a shift? So drop a comment, send me an email, or if you're interested in coaching and maybe diving a little deeper with this, feel free to book a consult and we can simply see if we're a fit. Absolutely free. I can explain to you what coaching is. I'll be able to take a moment with you to help maybe shift a block that's holding you back from tuning in to the most powerful person in your life. And that's you. Mm-hmm.
Do you celebrate all the wins in your life no matter how big or small? I know I sure do. And so in this moment, I'm celebrating you for finishing another podcast episode and soaking up new ways to empower, transform, and uplift your life. Want to grab the show notes and all the links talked about in today's podcast? Well, you're going to find those in the episode's description, along with a link to join my Facebook community supporting resilient women. In this group, I share even more insight, tips, and tools to live your best life. Until we meet again, my friend, and to your dreams.